1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 239, The Psychology of Cutting Back on Lattes by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I am your narrator, Dan. I'm here every Monday through Friday reading to you uh, in podcast form some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet, and it is all for free. And I'm back today with a post from Ramit Sethi. Before we get into that, we have a spreadsheet that sort of goes along with today's post, kind of depends on how you look at it. Anyway, it is free if you're part of our weekly newsletter, and to join, to be part of the newsletter family, text the word financial to the number 44222, or just to visit us online at the website oldpodcast.com, oldpodcast.com, and enter your email address there. At that point, the spreadsheet will then be sent to you automatically within a couple of days, and not only that, you'll also be entered into our book raffles, and the next one of those is less than a week away, actually, so now is the time to join. I'll give you a little reminder at the end of the show as well. So. For now, let's get to the post as we optimize your life. The Psychology of Cutting Back on Lattes by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com I've talked about big wins instead of savings on pointless small expenses like lattes. Frugality zealots don't understand this and accuse me of arguing that people can't manage their expenses and that, gasp, is it really that hard to cut back on this stuff? They're right, in general, people can't manage their expenses. And yes, it is extraordinarily hard to cut back on expenses over the long term. This is why I talk about the psychology of money, including how people are cognitive misers and big wins like earning more money, negotiation, and automation. A couple years ago, I wrote a post called Is Frugality About Saving Money or Making You Feel Less Guilty? Quote, what is the point of saving money on obsessing about small expenses like lattes? is it truly to save money or is it to reduce guilt? How much of saving money is about guilt? Do we feel guilty about splurging for dessert or buying those jeans, but then do it anyway? How many friends do we know who say, yeah, I really should save more money, unquote. So it was with great fascination that I read a recent article in the Wall Street Journal called A Dollar Here, A Dollar There, But So What? The author writes about her struggle to cut back on lattes, but concludes that sometimes it's worth it to spend on these small things. I agree 100%. However, let's look deeper at the article. Quote, sometimes a cup of coffee is just a cup of coffee, but when ordering it requires using words like double tall and paying more than $4, a cup of coffee can become a point of marital inflection. Last week, we went to Los Angeles to visit my sister and her family. I flew in with our two little kids on Thursday, and my husband met us there a few days later. When he climbed into our rental car, Joe gave me a quick kiss and began surveying the mess. It's amazing what two kids can do to a back seat of a car in a mere 36 hours. I see evidence of four cappuccinos totaling probably $20, he said. When we first met, I thought it was cute how he could tally up the cost of things so quickly. That was a long time ago, End quote. Here's a woman who absolutely loves her morning cappuccino, but admits that it has become a point of marital inflection between her and her husband. These trivially expensive beverages cause major rifts when finances are discussed. Quote, The problem, though, is that cappuccino is not a line item in our family budget. We don't make room for such things when deciding how to spread our dollars. Last year, Joe asked me if I wanted to add it, cautioning me that I'd need to cut out another cost. If you worked 50 weeks a year, he explained, and got a $4 coffee every workday, you'd need to subtract at least $1,000 from other discretionary spending on things like exercise or manicures. So I cut out the cappuccinos, for a couple of months anyway, and then I began to indulge again, end quote. The yo-yo of spending, cutting back, and starting to spend again is something I've described in an article. After elaborating some more, the author admits what I suspect is true of most people when it comes to personal finance and spending. Quote, The truth is, when it comes to small indulgences, fancy espresso drinks, tubes of drugstore lipstick, I see the budget as an aspiration. Like a diet, it's something to respect and work toward. End quote. Unfortunately, this is a common frame of a budget. It begins as an ironclad rule. This time, we're actually going to stick to this for sure. But over time, as budget and actual spending diverge, it becomes aspirational. That's code for, I'm not doing this anymore, but I'm too guilty to acknowledge I can't keep a budget. The author, like many Americans, believes money is all about willpower, sacrifice, and drudgery. Some points I'd like to emphasize. One, constantly overanalyzing tiny purchases is exhausting and ineffectual. This is one of the great joys of earning more money. I don't have to worry about paying for cabs or picking up my friend's drink. As a cognitive miser, this is a great relief. I can instead focus on the things I really care about. Two, the whole point of money is to spend it on things you love. Pleasure purchases should not be a source of shame if your bills, investments, and retirement are continuously funded. Three, Americans have been propagandized to believe that the only way they can improve their financial situation is to cut back indiscriminately. When they try and invariably fail, they feel guilty. Yet the spending behavior continues. This is why guilt is rarely a persuasive emotion. Four. Look at the words the author uses in the article. Problem, cautioning, cut out. I supposed I feel I should be rewarded. Rationalized, adhere. Even though she concludes that she should spend guilt-free on minor purchases, it's nearly impossible not to betray the feeling of guilt, which oozes out from nearly every paragraph. Five. The fastest way to stop caring about the cost of lattes, designer clothes, etc., is to nail your big wins. Automation, investing, picking the right accounts, negotiation, earning more, and planning ahead. I love the author's conclusion, but this is a terrific example of how deep our invisible script is about cutting back on minor expenses, as if it will really make that big of a difference. It won't. Focus on the big wins and get on with your life. You just listened to the post titled The Psychology of Cutting Back on Lattes by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com.
0: If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college, USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable.
1: And if you want to see exactly what you're spending so that you can decide for yourself if you want to create a budget or add it to your budget, we have a spreadsheet to help you do just that. And it comes with a video tutorial to help you out as well. It's free and gets sent to you automatically just for being part of our weekly newsletter family. Just visit oldpodcast.com and enter your email address there to join, or you can also text the word financial to the number 44222. That's financial to 44222. And you should make sure that you join before next week because that's when our next book giveaway is. We'll be giving away a book to a random person on the mailing list on the first of the month. Again, that's oldpodcast.com and put your email address in or text financial to the number 44222. And that's gonna be it for today. Have yourselves a happy Thursday and I'll see you in the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.